Each week on the New Hope Podcast, you'll hear messages and stories that are built on the bedrock of God's truth and discover practical ways to apply the gospel to your life and relationships. Thanks for listening and being a part of the New Hope family. Good day and welcome to The Deep Dive. My name is Marcus Zambrana, the producer and the creative director here at the church. And of course, I have with me... It's me. Pastor I'm Keith. back. <laughs> I know. It's every week. I'm yeah. always so worried. Who do I yeah. have with me? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, thank you again so much, sir, for being with us. And uh, just what a powerful message. I was just sharing with Pastor Keith just how personally this has been a very timely message. And I think that's kind of where I want to start is where you yeah. ended the sermon. Mm-hmm. And we'll just land with, we'll start with the question and then we'll go back and okay. review the, the verses. Right. When fear strikes next, which voice will we listen to, faith or fear? Right. Now let's go back and we'll read mm-hmm. the scripture references. Uh, we will be in Psalm we'll 56. 56 verses 1, one through, through 4 and then 12, 12 through 13. 13. Yeah. Yes. All right. Here we go. Be merciful to me, my God, for my enemies are in hot pursuit. All day long they press their attack. My adversaries pursue me all day long. In their pride, many are attacking me. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise. In God, I trust and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Verse 12. I am under vows to you, my God. I will present my thank offerings to you. For you have delivered me from death and my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. Yeah. So, again, going to that question, which voice will I listen to, faith or fear? Mm -hmm. It really was, again, such a powerful sermon for myself, um, just because, like, you painted it in this such a clear directive way of you know, let's, let's, let's stop and be honest. You know, we always, we all have this internal dialogue. We all are a little bit Smeagol and Gollum where we have this back and forth Mm -hmm. of, you know, or if you imagine it, the devil on one shoulder, the angel on the other. And we talk to ourselves about what should we do? Right. Regardless of fear, we always have that micro conversation, even if it's subconscious. Right. So when choosing faith or fear for me, It was very much palpable because looking at life and for myself Mm -hmm. and just the life stage that we're in, Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with a lot of family and I'm dealing with a lot of new decisions as a young married man. And there's a lot of unknowns, especially becoming a first time parent. And we're not there yet, but definitely excited for that step. Mm -hmm. And there's a God has to be in every conversation. Right. Because otherwise it's. There's always unknowns regardless Mm -hmm. of your age. So that uh, just FYI, that doesn't change (laughs) (laughs) at all. Darn, I thought I could grow to that point. (laughs) Yeah, I I think of the big picture, Marco, I think anytime I address the topic or the Bible does address the topic of fear, you know, you get 99.9% of the people uh, that instantly can connect with that Mm. because it's just what we all experience as a norm of life. Um, when circumstances, again, feel overwhelming like they were to David in that passage, uh, fear is a human response. So it's not so much the human response that's Mm. the question. 
It's how are you going to respond to that? Gotcha. Uh, how are you going to grapple with the fear? And, and the problem uh, in many cases, whether it's a believer or a non-believer, uh, when fear takes control for far too many people, it's it's a subconscious or unconscious um, uh, control. In other words, they're not consciously aware of the fact that fear, in some cases, is in control of their choices, their thinking, uh, and it ends up in the the realm of panic and mm-hmm. you know desperate moves and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, <clears throat> but but in some cases. Uh, there it's again, it's almost like autopilot. I feel fear. Therefore I let it, I let the river just take me away. And uh, as I tried to reiterate Sunday, that doesn't have to be that way. Now you don't, you don't, uh, learn how to practice faith over fear overnight. Mm. Uh, and that's a, a misconception as well. It's not like voila, you hear this message and it's all just on a dime going to change. Mm-hmm. I tried to point out Sunday that, that David had been walking with God closely, not perfectly, but consistently for years of his life. Mm-hmm. And so he had a foundation from which to choose yeah. faith over fear. So build the foundation is my point. Take it step at a time, one fearful moment mm-hmm. at a time, and choose faith over fear. Yeah when that moment comes and it builds up, mm-hmm. I, I, you grow yeah. and you experience the fact that you can actually trust God, trust Christ, mm. that he is who he says he is and he, he will fulfill his promises. So, yeah. Uh, what was so interesting when you were describing the scene for David, because right. given the context and it's always important to revisit context yeah. and just for the sake of understanding, but it was so fun for me because you referenced him David Goliath mm-hmm. going to right. Goth, right? Being on the run, and then the four hundred men, you know, eventually right. do join him and you know part following David. Right. Um, I had the opportunity to be a part of a little show called King David. Uh-huh. It was an unreleased musical written by Alan Menken, so uh-huh. the big Disney composer, Lion right. King. Um, my apologies, um, Aladdin, Beauty, um, Beauty and the Beast, gotcha. so forth. And he wrote it for the Jubilee of the Jews but oh. never got performed. Oh, really? It was recorded, but it right. was never pl- produced fully because of the, a threat of attack or, or whatnot. Uh-huh. And so I had the opportunity back in 2012, 2011, uh-huh. uh, to be a part of a production that was produced, not overseen by Alan Menken, but right. uh, from a local church that had a relatively big uh, weight of, of in that right. community. And right. uh, it just, we had a scene where David... And it's very driven by the Psalms, which mm-hmm. is which is why I reference it, right. um, of him just acknowledging, Lord, you know, you've always been with me, Lord. I am overwhelmed, right. but I, I I'm a partridge on the hill. I'm right. I'm, I'm fleeting and, and trying to survive, but you know, just just that feeling of a loneliness and acknowledging mm-hmm. where David felt right. powerless, right? But ultimately, that it's driven out of I'm following after you, God, and, and letting myself be yeah. transformed. Yeah, and and David had confidence in God and Yahweh. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the the covenant God, the personal God he walked with. Yeah, he had confidence in the present mm. in part because he had experienced Him in the past. Mm-hmm. And he had allowed God to be that refuge, that security, uh, that hope, mm-hmm. 
in the past. So you had this history to build on. And, and what fear will do to you if you give it control over faith, uh, in this case, is one of the things it will do. And I've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. It will cause amnesia. Uh, I mean, literal yeah. spiritual amnesia. Um, uh, and, and it's like we forget that God has been with us all along. Christ has yeah. walked with us, shepherded yeah. us led us like he promised all along my whole life mm. and all of a sudden they get to this flash point of a moment uh, where i feel overwhelmed it. it's like i've never knew him mm. which is of course garbage and not true yeah but so if we could slow down breathe deep in the moment and one thing you can do is remember mm. just like david did and he refers to that in some of the psalms mm-hmm. that god has been faithful all his life nothing's changed yeah he's going to be faithful now yeah just such a awesome picture of a consistent god but more right. importantly of god's sovereignty and so this is mm-hmm. kind of the next chapter that yeah. i would like to step into okay. um we reference god's sovereignty and have throughout the whole mm-hmm. psalm series right. and a, a question i have for you mm-hmm. how might for a believer and ourselves how mm-hmm. can we take a fresh look at, at god's sovereignty and how mm-hmm. that impacts our personal prayer life Right. So uh, when you pray with his, with faith in the fact that he is sovereign mm. over your life uh, and over all creation, actually, we're only going to look at part of that Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it causes you to have a different perspective on problems and challenges in life uh, if you truly trust that he is sovereign. Now, that does not mean that he's going to play out all my wish lists for life. He's going to actually do his will, Mm -hmm. which is, in all honesty and truth, is much better than my wish list. Uh, I may want a path in life or have a dream in life or whatever. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that as long as I'm willing to submit him to the will of Christ. That's only as a believer. I'm called to follow him, not get him to follow me. Um, and if I really pray with his sovereignty as a, as a um, foundation of my faith uh, in Christ, then I'm going to trust that he knows the best next move, not just the next move. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it's different from my next move or next step, then I'm going to just trust that he is leading and if you'll do that, then you'll experience what David did. You'll experience the fact that you can trust his leading. Yeah. You learn how to trust him by trusting him, by mm. actually taking <laughs> action steps of faith. Uh, and, and, and God, that's what's amazing to me. God doesn't owe me anything. Christ yeah. does not owe me a single thing. But yet he promises so much. Uh, the depths of his promise and what he's willing. Yeah. Uh, to prove to us mm-hmm. is just amazing to me because he doesn't have to. Yeah. And that he keeps every promise that he's yeah. ever given. Right. Truly, it's just overwhelming. Yeah. And I think I'm going to reference Romans 10 here. Uh huh. Just for faith, because as you said, it takes us to trust to be trusting. But in that, we have to have this implicit faith as right. well. And, and Scripture says faith comes by hearing and by hearing uh, and hearing by the word of God, mm-hmm. Romans ten seventeen. Right. And 
that there there's the the clearest passage that we all have cling to how solomon puts it is mm-hmm. referencing proverbs 3 5 through 6 right. trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding or as you put mm-hmm. it on sunday morning your own perspective right in all your ways submit to him and make your path straight mm-hmm. i want to stick on the second part right. you, you you address the perspective part but submitting your ways mm-hmm. to him all yeah. your ways yeah not just some but all yeah yeah, so so basically, if I truly trust what God is showing me, what Christ mm-hmm. is showing me, perspective, I'm going to take his, I'm going to try to look at life through his eyes. And then the call of scripture and wisdom, which is the essence of the whole book of Proverbs, yeah. it's wisdom literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, wisdom is not really wisdom in, in terms of what you know until you do something with what you know. Yeah. And so it is, it is a truth that is meant to be acted on. Mm -hmm. That's when life begins to change and transform and you grow Mm -hmm. uh, spiritually and you experience joy and hope and all the things that that Christ promises. It's not uh, hearing from God's word, the Mm. truth and stopping. It is hearing God's word, the truth. And then what am I going to do about it? Mm -hmm. How am I going to respond? Am I going to follow where the truth leads or am I going to uh, follow where I want to go yeah. and or what another voice fear in yeah. this case tells me to do. Well, and, and it, are we going to choose to be a 911 phone call right. or are we actually right. going to be proactive? Yeah. And the, right. I mean, again, that's, it's stark, but it's, it's true. And yeah. again, it, you kind of wrap up in the very end mm-hmm. of the verse, um, which th- verse 13, mm-hmm. for you have delivered me from death. Mm-hmm. And right. you drew the juxtaposition of, that I may walk before God in the light of life. Right. And that scripture always bounces back and forth between that. But between why and is that? Right. Yeah, to, I think to show us what God's actually giving us. In, mm. in other words, it's kind of hard to understand the fullness of joy when you've never experienced sadness. Okay, uh, The fullness of life when you don't understand the concept of death. Mm. And so I think it's it's a tool in the Old Testament in particular of contrasting things to draw a clearer, more full, colorful picture of what the point is. Yeah. And the point is not death, the point's life in that case, but he's contrasting what God has delivered and he delivers and promises to deliver us from, what right. Christ has delivered us from, promised to deliver us from, yeah. but not just what from, but what he's delivering you into. Mm. I would put it this way, and I will use a you know some of our church language. Salvation comes out of the Bible. Sure, salvation, Christ saving you, giving you salvation is not just saving you from something, death, mm-hmm. but it's what He's delivering you to. It's 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 about not just delivering you from something, but delivering you to something, mm. and that something is life. Gotcha. As I mentioned, uh, Jesus, John 10, 10, yep. when he said, I came to give you life and to give it to you uh, in the full, in the abundantly. Full. Mm-hmm. Uh, that word life means life as God has it. Yeah. So he's offering us a qualitative different life, not just eternal life once we pass from this one we take our last breath yeah it's not just about here now it's about here it's not just about here after it's about here and now mm-hmm. uh, and so that's the whole contrast of that last verse david is not just talking about the fact that he has life eternal david's talking about that god has given him a quality life as god has it mm-hmm. in the here and now 
and he has delivered him from death and into life, mm-hmm. which David himself, he was if he was sitting here on our podcast, would tell you, I didn't deserve a bit of that. It's all by grace. Mm. It's all by God's grace that that happened. But absolutely. Yeah. I, and I think for me, if I may just uh-huh. extend a little further right. into that, I think something that you, you just hit upon that for me, it's interesting to think on. It's not about, as you said, it's not about just the future, mm-hmm. but it's the present now. Right. And often... I'll speak for myself. Uh-huh. Often I'm always looking up going, okay, Lord, you know, when you've come, you will heal, heal our world. When you, when right. you return, there won't be any more sadness. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking so forward. far forward yeah. that I'm, I might be missing some the, opportunities the around me yeah. for God to use me. Yeah. It's that tension. Uh, eternal life in terms of heaven, uh, being in the presence of God fully, yeah. that, that's nothing to be, um, I'm not trying to, push that aside as if it's insignificant because it's not. However, I will say eternal life as we typically think of it in the scripture Mm -hmm. is intended and did, if you look at old and new Testament is intended to inspire life now, Mm. not just have, you know, fire insurance or the hope of, of uh, an eternal life that is much different from now. Mm -hmm but it can cause me to live differently now Yeah. Uh, when I have the security of knowing that when I take my last breath, this is not done. It's actually just beginning mm-hmm. uh, in the presence fully, mm-hmm. in the presence of the one who created me, in the presence of Christ. Which is such a backwards perspective for the, our world we live yes, in. Because uh, not sure if it's it would fall under nihilism, but mm-hmm. just that once we're done here, we're done. Yeah. And that yeah. we actually have victory over fear, as you pointed out, right. and, and David pointed out in verse four, in God whose word I praise, in God mm-hmm. I trust and am not afraid. Right. But also there's there's no fear of what comes next because we right. know what comes next. Right. The people who don't have that are terrified. Yeah. And then he says, what can mere mortals do to me? Yeah. And that's with uh, a whole army chasing him and he's basically on his own. And then the Philistine thing. And yeah. They're not exactly his fans either. So behind uh, enemy lines, being chased yeah. by his own people and... And by his enemies. I and mean, by his he, enemies. Uh, that's about as cornered as you get. And, and yeah. so, uh, yeah, in the midst of that, he was able to say... Now, uh, again, that doesn't mean, and I want to keep reiterating Please. this, that does not mean you don't feel fear. It's not about what you feel. It's about what you give control to. Yeah. Is it going to be Christ and and choose a response of faith in the moment? I'm not talking about your whole life. Forget your whole life. You make choices in the moment. Mm. And my question for most of us, or all of us actually, is as a believer especially, are you prepared to make the right choice in Mm. the moment? Are you prepared to make the faith choice in the moment? Because it won't be easy. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're prepared, you can do it. If you're not prepared, circumstances and how you feel are going to keep driving your life right sure. down the, the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're going to keep panicking and making bad decisions and on and on and on it could go. So preparation yep. is so important. No doubt. Consistency, consistently walking with Christ. is uh, You don't just all of a sudden conquer fear mm-hmm. out of nowhere, out of a vacuum, even, in, even as a believer. Mm-hmm. He wants you to trust him one step at a time. And by doing so, over time, you're building up a foundation. You're becoming stronger. You're, you're experiencing the fact that mm-hmm. Christ is exactly who he says he is, yeah. that he's trustworthy, that he, 
he's everything he says he is. Uh, I, and I know that on an experiential level and not just a knowledge level. Mm. It starts with knowledge, but it, it will evolve into experience if I will take steps of faith. That's where that responsive part comes in. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's interesting to me that the Bible, written thousands and thousands of years ago, knows our psyche so well. I mean, you could take modern-day psychology, and mm-hmm. they'll be telling us as if that was original. And truth is, the insights we get from the Bible is absolutely, absolutely astonishing absolutely. in regard to how we're built, how our minds and hearts work, how we choose, how we feel, you know, all, the, all of the above. Yeah. That psychology as a field has studied in modern times. Yeah, and and removing it from the just the the, the thought process. Right. When you're experiencing fear, mm-hmm. when I'm experiencing fear, right. People say you have a fight or flight experience. Right. And so your body physically is reacting yes. to something. Yeah. By preparing, it means I have acknowledged the situation. I have put. I've been in that situation yeah. possibly one, two, right. a number, handful of times, more than a handful of times. Mm-hmm. And what have I done in those situations, and what am I going to do different? So that yeah. I'm not controlled by, by, by it. it. Exactly. And the word afraid, by the way, in the Old Testament mm. does refer to a psychological response to mm. circumstances. Uh, I mean, you could pull that right out of a psychological textbook, uh, textbook yeah. in modern times. Yeah. And this was revealed to us thousands of years prior to that textbook being written uh, modern day. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's amazing to me the insight when you really dig into the meaning of the words and the context and all that so then so clearly scripture doesn't have it has not lost its relevance no not at all yeah uh, it's even more relevant mm. I, I think it's gained relevance and honesty mm-hmm. uh, as our world uh, has become what it is today yeah mere mortals so, yeah <laughs> what can they do to you they can cause some misery yeah uh but they can't take away your life as god has it yeah yeah. yeah, that goes back to the sovereignty thing. Yeah, and then just to close yeah. with the image that you gave from Villabianzi about just uh-huh. that guy floating and just mm-hmm. listening to the voices that, right. that guides him. I, I'm, you know, we we are so blessed here at New Hope to have such a community of believers, but it's not by accident. It's, right. it's all of us working towards that common goal Absolutely. of seeking God actively to be on mission and mm-hmm. to live missionally and to be right. better together. I know we've yeah. hammered that point in, but that's it's biblical. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And talk about a way to help you overcome and have victory over fear. Don't yeah. do it on your own. Don't, don't do it be on isolated out in the middle of the lake. If you go back and listen to the sermon, you can hear the story at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, the it's basically how I would say that all that, to put it in a nutshell, sure. is a healthy relationship with Christ or with God does not happen by accident. It happens by effort. Mm. A healthy relationship with a human being. It's happens not happened by accident. It happens by day-to-day, yeah. one-day-to-time effort. A healthy church body community of believers does not happen by accident. It happens because we choose to invest and, uh, and, and make the effort to build and have a healthy community. Not perfect. I always keep reiterating <laughs> that, but consistent and healthy. Yeah. There, there, there's... Uh, Difference between healthy and just absolute perfection, which doesn't exist this side of mm, eternity. Absolutely. Yeah. One 
day at a time. At a time. Yep, absolutely. That's my that's my other I motto. I think that's your trademark. My, well, I've got about two or three. I think there's going to end up on my tombstone. Bad butt, uh, good butt. Yeah, bad butt, good butt. It's landing the plane. You, it's, you land, well, you you pretty come out with more. <laughs> uh, it's not what you know; it's what you do mm, with what you know. Sure, uh, it's going to be one of those, and certainly take it one day at a time. Is sure. Be, anyway, so I guess the way I would like to close this, Pastor, yeah. is we read lastly in verse twelve. Mm-hmm. I am under vows to you, my God. Right. We make promises mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Even by just saying, yeah, I'll be there at five. Right. That's a promise. Right. Whether you meant to say, I promise to be there at five or I will be there at five. It, right. it, the word is given. Right. So for you, how have how has God's promises been a comfort to you in times of fear? So, so again, it, to me, how his promises have been a comfort to me in time of fear is um, when I come upon the moment of fear, yeah. I can look back and just start rehearsing. Mm. I mean, picturing and remembering yeah. all the times he has come through and led me through the valley of death before, mm. uh, led me through the fear before, conquered the fear before. And know that this is not new. He has not changed. God's word says that uh, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He doesn't change. Our circumstances shift around, but he does not. And so when I look back and remember his faithfulness, it helps me again uh, have the courage in the moment to choose faith over fear. Mm. Uh, There's a lot of things we could talk about, but that's one of them that comes to my mind. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, yeah, Pastor. Absolutely. And thank you, viewer and yeah. listener. Um, we are just so excited to continue to do this. And we have one more one message in Psalms. Yeah, the nature of genuine worship. Genuine worship. I know Pastor Ryan has got some fun stuff oh, planned. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And, and I, I would say when it comes to worship, I hope people will show up and really engage because mm. I'm not sure a lot of believers even understand the significance of genuine worship to their lives. Absolutely. Not just to their relationship with God, but to their lives as a whole. So yeah. anyway, we'll address that Sunday. Yeah. Well, what, what verse or what uh, psalm will we be meditating it's psalm on? psalm 95, verses 95. 1 through 7a. Okay. The first part of verse 7. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be focusing on that and meditating on that. And yeah. pastor, as always, thank you. Yeah. And uh, viewer and listener, thank you so much for your time. We, we would love to hear from you. If you ever have a question, ever have something that we would like to go further on or heard yeah. something in the message or something facing today's yeah. world, we would Even love. Even if you don't hear it in the message, let us know. We'll try to address that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much and have a great week.